Hello, Pastor Miller. There you are. Sorry I'm late. Only by a couple of minutes. Not a problem at all. Please, sit. First off, I want to apologize for calling you so late last night. That's not a problem. You're welcome to call anytime. I just feel guilty. Why's that? I've only been to church a handful of times over the last few months, and, well, I just feel I shouldn't be taking up your time. Don't worry yourself. It doesn't matter if you show up once a month or every Sunday. Obviously, I'd like to see you every week, but I understand life has its struggles, so I never want to make someone feel guilty for not being able to attend if they can't. The thing is, I can. I just, I mean, I had the time, but sometimes it's physically hard for me to get out of bed, to leave the house. I understand. So, you haven't been feeling better? No. I want to. Like I told you, I'm not a very religious man. I never was. My parents weren't either, and my wife, well... She said she was, but she hardly ever went to church. I see. Well, God is always there for you. Sometimes it can take longer for some to find him, to accept him. The fact that you have made an effort to come to church puts you on the right path. Don't you think? I don't know anymore. No? I I can't really say it's helping. And that's nothing against you or the church. I appreciate you taking me in and talking to me. I I hope I'm not keeping you from something. No, of course not. We were sitting in the park across from the church lot. A few pigeons were walking around our bench, expecting us to feed them. What's troubling you, Val? I can't stop dreaming of him. I can't stop seeing him. My, My psychiatrist says I should think of my happy place when I'm feeling a certain way, you know? But it's hard, because my mind drifts, and then I just sit up at night, or even during the day, and I dwell, and dwell. Last time we talked, I mentioned a hobby. You were going to mention that to your doctor. I did. And? He said it was a good idea. And have you come up with one? My hobby used to be exploration and travel. Now it's... (laughs) Now I just do puzzles. Puzzles? Puzzles and games. Sometimes on my phone, sometimes in a book. I feel like an old man sitting in my chair drinking coffee and doing a Sudoku every evening. (laughs) Hey, now. Sorry. Well, at least it gives you peace. Right? For a little while, yeah. Well, that's what's important. I... I know. I feel like there's something else you'd like to say. There is. I want to thank you for everything, Pastor Miller. I appreciate the talks, the kind words, the effort, and the warm welcome. But... But I think I'm going to take some time away from the church. I don't think it's working for me. Do you believe you've given it enough time? Honestly, probably not. But it doesn't feel right for me. And I think that's part of the reason it's so hard for me to get out of bed and come down here. I see. Well... You have to do what's right for you. I hope you decide to change your mind. I know God is always watching over you. 
He watches over all his children. You may be skeptical of organized religion, but we'll be here for you. I am not one to push. I believe God has a plan for us all. And it's in his plan to see you through your troubles and guide you. Just know that if you do change your mind and ever feel like coming back, we will welcome you with open arms. I appreciate that. And you have my number. You can call me at any time. I appreciate that as well. We both stood simultaneously. While we shook hands, he placed his other on my shoulder and gave me a warm smile. Take care, Val. May God be with you. Seven Lamb Productions presents The Stone House Episode 12 Each night was a struggle to sleep. I was finally able to eat something before bed, but dinner was awkward as Gavin only spoke of the photos on the wall and why they were important to him. Family was important to him. Dark clouds had moved in, blocking the moon and stars. It looked like it was about to storm. I thought back on the night the boat capsized. The storms here were nasty, but part of me now wished I continued drifting with Val. Anything would have been better than washing up on shore here. I heard someone in the living room. Someone went outside. I leaned up and peered through the torn curtains. It was so hard to see anything, but the person held a small lantern. It was Gavin. He made for the woods again. Where did he go at night? I thought about following him, but didn't know if... I spun around, startled to see Noah standing in the doorway. Oh, Jesus, Noah. Oh, you scared me. <clears throat> you can come in. What are you doing up? He still had the red mark from where his dad hit him. You okay? He actually climbed up onto the bed with me and sat with feet dangling. I rubbed his face gently. I know you don't want to talk to me, but you should have told me about your dad. I know he has a temper, and I know that's not the first time he's... hit you, Noah. But he adamantly shook his head. Noah, I saw it. Don't worry. There's nothing to be ashamed about. But he kept shaking his head. You're telling me that was the first time your father hit you? Mm -mm. But he wouldn't stop shaking his head. I was confused. Mm. What? He grabbed my hand and jumped down. He tugged and tugged. Mm. What is it, Noah? Noah? 
Okay. I got up and let him lead me into the living room. The fire was nothing but embers now. There was one candle sitting on the dining table, along with an open bottle of wine. Was Gavin drinking before he went for his nightly stroll? Mm. Noah pointed up to the wall of photos. They were all back after Gavin found his tape. I couldn't believe he had photos taped to the wall. What is it, Noah? <clears throat> he kept pointing. I glided my finger over the wall until I found the one he wanted. I was nervous to pull it down, but I did it carefully, not to bend the tape. This one? Mm-hmm. He gently took it from my hand. The photo showed him and the young girl. Who is she, Noah? A friend? A cousin? He shook his head and looked back at the wall. <sighs> These are family photos, right? He nodded. Well, how come there's only one of your dad? But then he shook his head. You don't know? He looked to the front door. I thought Gavin may be back, and I tensed up. But Noah didn't move. He didn't run off like last time. He heard something, but it was probably just rain. The storm had arrived. Noah made his way to the dining table and grabbed the chair. He pushed it across the floor. What are you doing? I went over and grabbed the chair. I helped move it to the wall, where he climbed up and pointed to the picture of him with the girl and man and woman outside a train station. What? <clears throat> what is it? I'm asking about your dad, Noah. I want to know. <clears throat> I noticed his small finger on the man in the photo. The man who wore a polo shirt, khakis, and sneakers. The man with light brown hair and large nose. The man with his arm around the woman, with long dark brown hair and glasses. Everyone in the photo smiling. What? Noah kept his finger on the man. That's not your uncle? <clears throat> he shook his head. Not a family friend? He kept shaking his head. My heart sank. That's... your father? He nodded slowly. And your mother? And your... sister? Mm-hmm. He kept nodding. Where are they, Noah? But he didn't say anything. Instead, he looked to the ground with saddened eyes. Oh, God. Just then, he jumped down from the chair, eyes wide. He was staring at the front door. Shit. We heard footsteps outside. Noah ran to his room. I hurried to mine, making it just in time. My heart was beating rapidly as I quickly climbed back under the covers. I was so nervous. I had so many more questions for Noah. What happened to his family? And who was Gavin, really? I stayed in bed, listening intently. Gavin never went to his room. I heard him skulk around the living room for some time. I heard him grab the bottle of wine. Was he drunk? At one point, I heard a chair scrape on the ground, and that's when I got really nervous. We didn't put the chair back. Dear! Oh no. Dear Delilah! <sighs> I know you're awake. Come out here, please. Oh, shit. 
I didn't know what to do. I need to talk to you. Please, dear. <sighs> I was nervous as I left my room. And when I saw Gavin, he was wet from head to toe, sitting at the dining table with a bottle of wine in his hand. Ah, there she is. I knew you were awake. Come, come, take a seat. The fire was going again. The bright orange flames illuminated the entire room. I think I should try to get some sleep. Yes, yes, of course, but... But since you're awake now, why don't you take a seat? But as I approached, he held up his hand, stopping me. No, 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 dear. Grab the seat you moved to the wall. Bring it back over here. <laughs> My whole body was tense, but I did as he said. Sit, sit down. We sat in awkward silence for a long time as he stared at me intently, only breaking eye contact to drink from his bottle. I don't understand. What do you want with those pictures? Nothing. No? Then why do you keep going to them? I don't. You do? Was it the boy? Was what the boy? The boy dragged you to them pictures. No. Noah hasn't said anything. I know he hasn't said anything. <laughs> he can't say anything. What does that mean? Means what I said. The boy show you the pictures. I saw them when I arrived with Val. Then what do you need him for now? Nothing. <sighs> Nothing. Nothing, she says. Why, dear? Why do you lie to me? Not. Always lying. Always hiding things from me. I <laughs> I give you a home, a room, a child, and you. And you lie right to my face. You lie. I don't want those things. I just want to go home. Is it me then? What? I gave you everything! I jumped as he slammed the table. I'm going back to bed. You'll do nothing of the sort, Nadia, now sit! Nadia? <laughs> I want to know why you keep touching my pictures. My name is Delilah. Why do you touch my pictures? Who are they? In the pictures, who are those people? Family. All of them? That's right. I didn't know how much I should ask. How much I should push. This was actually the first time where I feared for my life. Something was wrong with this man. He already attacked me once and now he was drunk. I looked over his shoulder to see a knife on the counter in the kitchen. If something happened, could I reach it in time? Go ahead. Ask more. Is Noah your son? Of course he is. Why are there no pictures of him with you or his mother? <sighs> we sat in silence as he rubbed in between his eyes. Was he trying to come up with a lie right now? 
Or was he contemplating something else? Storms moved in quick. Nasty storm. Why don't you go rest now? Where's Val? I probably should have avoided asking the question again. This man was unstable, but he was also a liar. And maybe the fact that he was drunk would help me finally get a real answer. You know what happened to Val. Is it the truth? He fell. He fell into the water. Yes, that is the truth. I closed my eyes, fighting back tears. Don't cry now. That man was in the way, Nadia. You know this. Now we have our little family and nothing can take that away from us. Ain't that right? My heart was beating rapidly. I couldn't speak. I couldn't move. You, me, Noah. One happy family. You said we wouldn't be a family. Remember that? You said that we couldn't be one, but we can. It took some time, but here we are. Our own home, our own island. No one will take that away. And nor should they. We're happy. We've always been happy. We're always going to be happy. He smirked, but he wasn't even looking at me. He was looking past me, into the fire. His eyes unblinking. Now why don't you go rest? I'm tired. And the storm's here. I now realized that if I wanted to get off this island, it wouldn't be with the help of Gavin and his make-believe boat. I would have to find my own way off. And I would need to do it soon. Here we go. One, two, three. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. I had gone down to cut the last body loose, but it turned out the old man wasn't tied down. He was just snagged on some rocks near the bottom of the pool. When I freed his body, he floated up slightly, but not all the way to the top. His body also looked to be more weathered, bloated, and slimy, compared to the others. Was he down here longer? Luckily, after I freed his body, I noticed something at the bottom of the pool. A useful item laying between two large rocks, not far from the old bloated man. A cane. Probably his. It was the perfect splint, and using the same strips of clothing, I tied it around my leg tight. I still had no idea if my leg would heal right, but now, at least I had a better chance. <sighs> I needed to search the bodies, but I was so tired, and once again, all I wanted to do was sleep. Also, with the storm overhead, I couldn't see much. My only light coming from the intermittent lightning strikes. I knew it was night, 
but honestly, I had lost track of time. How long have I been down here? I was thirsty, but seeing the bodies now floating at the top, I couldn't drink the pool water, so I cut my hand and caught the water coming from above. As I stared at my broken leg and dead bodies, I couldn't help but think about my life and whether all this was punishment. I wasn't a religious man. I believed in God, but not religion. But would God do this to me? A punishment for all my vices? A lesson for giving up on the church? <sighs> I all of a sudden felt guilty. I never wanted a son. I never wanted a child. But I coped. I loved Dee, and I told myself I'd make it work. But there were times after he was born where I, I wished he wasn't there. It wasn't his fault, I know, but me and Dee were drifting apart, and it was because of him. But that didn't mean I wanted him to die. I didn't. I missed him every single day. I didn't want him to die. I didn't. I didn't mean for him to. I didn't. I put my face in my cupped hands and tried to hold back the tears. This, all of this, had to be punishment. It's your fault, Val. It's your fault that you're here. If you didn't drink, you could have avoided the storm. And if you didn't drink, you wouldn't need to rekindle your marriage. And if you didn't drink, you would still have a son. <sighs> I thought about my talks with Pastor Miller, but nothing he said could comfort me now. <sighs> I raised my head to look at the floating bodies again. The lightning outside momentarily illuminated the cave walls and pool. <sighs> Maybe this was my punishment. But what was theirs? Why were they down here? Stone House Written and edited by Robert M. Lamb Starring Corey Pettit as Delilah Robert M. Lamb as Val Jack Austin as Gavin Co-starring Joe Harmon Music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to rate and review. Visit 7lamb.com for more podcasts such as this. This has been a Seven Lamb production.